or music-loving friends in your life as I do, you can't look at social media or really go anywhere without everyone talking about the new Peter Jackson documentary that premiered on Disney Plus this past Thanksgiving weekend, Get Back. All this impossible footage. Watching songs that we've known since literally since we were born, right? Songs that were written before we were born suddenly kind of like burst into life. You're watching actual sorcerers conjure magic from the ether, right? And so I'm only only halfway through. It's long for people who have not yet watched it. But I'll tell you what. I took a chance. I rolled the dice, and I actually got Disney Plus just to watch this. There's a lot of other cool stuff on there. I love Pixar. I love The Mandalorian. But I'm like, I I don't need to pay any more for more media in my life. And I thought, this is going to be good enough that I will. And then everyone was raving about it. And I didn't have a chance to start watching it until Sunday. And um, it's Tuesday now. And I'm only halfway through because it is long. But, oh, my God, is it fucking amazing. Just to see their creative process, their relationships, the moments when they're not as aware of the cameras being on. Right. um, Yoko Ono being a gigantic pain in the ass and John not having the courage enough to say, hit the bricks. Here's the deal though. I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think now she was clingy and she was right there. Including in their business meetings. Well, yeah, again, so again, I I haven't been all the way through the entire thing. So we're going to do, we're going to do an episode on that coming up in just a little bit. I just want to say that anybody who's got even a passing interest in the Beatles it is remarkable, and it is absolutely worth watching because you're catching this glimpse of a moment yeah. where a band, a bunch of lads, a bunch of mates, right? They've known each other their entire adult lives. They're all still in their 20s in this movie, by the I way. Know. And, but they also have gotten so large and so popular, they haven't seen each other or played together in 18 months. And suddenly they're required to get back together, create 14 brand new songs, and put it together. The process to me is fascinating. It's often what we talk about on this very show when we have musicians in, as we're about to coming up in a bit. That creative process has always been fascinating to me. me too. Because, again, I don't want to sit there for all the hours of mindlessness and rehearsal, but I do like to know where these things come from. And so to hear all these iconic songs in their infancy... Just bubble up. It's it's incredible. Just playing the instruments and the melodies, and then singing gibberish to them while you till you figure out the lyrics. Figure out the lyrics, and then John says something, and then somebody else uh-huh. says something, and pretty soon it's like, no, oh no, 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 let's change it. No, okay, this, and then you're like, holy shit, that's like the final iteration of that song. And Ringo has the patience of a fucking saint, because or really high. All the times he's just sitting there, like. 
Could we just play a fucking yeah, song? Yeah. Could yeah, we just? Yeah. I mean, and he doesn't say it out loud, no. but the look on his face yep. says everything you need to yep. know. Hi, everybody. My name is Brian. It is the 206th episode of The Brian Oak Show. That is Sean Bernard. And it's all happening right here in the Smart Start MN Studios in South Minneapolis, near 48th in Chicago. And we're happy to be here. And we're happy that Smart Start has been with us for, my God, coming up on two years. We'll talk more about our two year anniversary coming up in just a little mm-hmm. bit. But Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What they do should you screw up royally you get a dui you will lose your license the end that's the way the game works now you're going to need to get back into your car you can get back into it more quickly more efficiently and for less than you might expect if you check out our good friends the originators of minnesota's original ignition interlock company smart start mn yeah go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show that'll get you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock system i am not a man who is made of money right um in fact i have fewer resources now that i've had in some years Mm -hmm. that being said after on the heels of black friday small business saturday uh cyber monday was yesterday today is giving tuesday and today is the day that we're supposed to sort of exemplify the generosity of the season right Mm -hmm. give to where you can be it your favorite nonprofit, be it wherever i realized and I, i actually realized this about five years ago and so i give to them every year on this day Wikipedia. And I know a lot of people are like, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is governed by the people who care. It doesn't matter what level of minutia you want to go to. Somebody loves this subject so much they monitor the page constantly. I trust Wikipedia more as as an information resource than almost anywhere. And they're putting out the request right now. Would you humbly give us some money? I throw them 25 bucks every year. That's not going to make a gigantic difference. But if the millions of people who go there on the daily gave them a buck here, there, somewhere, it makes a huge difference. It allows them to continue to be this incredible repository of information. I'm not encouraging people to give to Wikipedia. I'm just saying whatever it is you believe leave in you don't have to break the bank that's not the way these things work i've worked at a non i worked at a non-profit for six years if everybody does a couple bucks here you got a couple hundred extra bucks great modest amounts work as long as it happens in volume and giving tuesday is i mean you could even become a patreon member of this show but i'm going to be honest right now and say that we're doing okay for right now we're not independently wealthy by any means but there are people out there who could really really use your support this holiday season so if you're listening to this today do a little digging around and give to who you can on this giving tuesday up next we are going to be joined by a guy that i don't know anybody else like he remains stalwart in his vision if anything it's become more crystallized and focused in recent years he has an album called happiness for god's sake and he's got a brilliant holiday show coming up in just over a week i'm very much looking forward to talking to mark malman just ahead now, it's hard for me to get into the holiday spirit when there's not any snow on the ground yeah. and it's 45 degrees outside. I'm loving it. Tomorrow's going to be 50. <laughs> no, I know you are, and a great many people are, and that's fine. But I'm really looking forward to it. And um, the guy that we're going to be talking to next, Mark Malman, I know he's a deep believer in peace, like a deep believer in peace, almost a peace warrior, if that weren't such a dichotomy in terms, right? And so I wanted to play this particular holiday song because I love holiday music so much. This is a Canadian singer-songwriter by the name of Ron Sexsmith, and I I use this one to start off most of my playlists every single year because I love it so much. Maybe this Christmas will mean something more Maybe this year love will appear deeper than ever before, and maybe forgiveness will. 
not getting my hopes up too high, but you have to maintain hope, right? I mean, you have to believe that something better is somewhere down the road, at least incrementally better. Ron Sexsmith on The Brian Oak Show, episode 206. I am Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. Sean, before we introduce today's guest and dive deep on the real meaning of the holiday season, lights, please. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and mention the fact that you are a realtor. So oh, dude, Linus. I love him. I'm, I'm not even a man of faith, but like yeah. when I watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special and Charlie Brown loses his shit, no one's paying attention. The Christmas play has gone completely off the rails. Can't someone tell me what Christmas means? And Linus walks up. He's like, I can tell you, Charlie Brown. Lights, please. Yeah. And then just goes into this incredible speech. You that, know. Reduces me to tears. Can I interrupt? By all means, Before my introduction, I'll just introduce myself. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mark Mullman. Hi. You know, Brian, um, th- <laughs> this special, I think, was uh, written just down the road, I think. The, uh, which the, spe- the Charlie the Brown Christmas, Christmas special? special? Because there's speculation that, um, that the skating uh, is based on Nicomas. Come on, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's my favorite song on the entire Vince Guaraldi soundtrack. Oh, for sure. It's great. I mean, there's a bunch of great stuff on there. Yeah. Children's choirs kind of make me want to pull my hair out. But the descending lines and skating, you're telling me that was inspired I'm by Lake Nokomis? No, no, not the... No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, Charles Schultz. Not the music. The music wasn't inspired okay. by Lake Nokomis. Charles Schultz's The Skating Scene. Right. Where they're spinning each the other around and, and Snoopy was inspired gets, yeah. by the kids skating on Nokomis. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or it possibly it might be on the creek. My heart just grew three sizes. I think that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's cool, right? It's super I, I, cool. I, I God, I can't. I'm almost positive about this. Well, well you, I gotta you look know what? It up. Hey, here's the deal. Let's not even look it up. <laughs> okay. Let's just go with the okay. magic. All right, let's go with the For magic the of the holiday hour, season. That's true. Exactly. Okay. Before we dive deep with Mark Malman on the meaning of the holidays and other 
half truths, half myths that we are going to bring before you. Let's go ahead and check in with Sean real quick. Realty business, not the time of year a lot of people are moving, but it is the time of year where realtors, realtors like you are looking and planning and looking at the year ahead. Yeah, I'm doing my business plan for my bosses over at the 50th and France office, and they want to know what's going to happen for next year. So I've got a lot of people I'm working with already for the spring and for next year, some people that are actually looking at January, but if you're thinking about, even you're just even thinking about moving or you want to know the value of your home, let's sit down. I can do some research for you and kind of give you a ballpark of where you're at. Or if you know somebody that's looking to move next year, 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local band or musician, and that's not going to change. I'm going to keep doing that. I was going to do it just for this year, but I decided let's keep it going because... It seems like everybody really likes it. The, I can't believe how uh, grateful the musicians are, and, and people just seem to be really into it. And we love music, so we're going to keep that going. Beautiful. What's that number one more time? 612-859-2594. Today's guest, who we've already met, but we're going to meet again, is a regular. I, I hate to break it to you, but in 206 episodes, I think this is it. We're trying to determine whether or not it's visit three or four, but that doesn't really matter. It's always a joy to talk to him because I don't really know anybody else like him. Whether we're sitting down and talking face to face, whether I am reading his missives on social media or enjoying his ever expanding reach on TikTok, where he's slowly becoming Darth Vader, or whether I go out to see one of his live shows, which have been few and far between, because as he brought up earlier before we started recording, people got sick, and there's been a little bit of a thing yeah. that have been keeping people home, yeah. and he was appropriately careful about it. I wish more people would have taken it as seriously as Mr. Mark Mallman did, but now he's back. He's got a new record out that is a companion piece, well, a beautiful piece of vinyl that he handed me the other day when I completely randomly ran into I know, him on right? the street. That was, I mean, again, just down on the street at the parkway where you're going to be playing again but it was completely random and there you were and it's gorgeous to look at by the way i'm a sucker for colored vinyl it's beautiful thank you yeah it's done it, by kindercore in athens georgia all right very good which i understand has also at some points been kind of a seat of music as well i i think there was a band <laughs> called the b-52s and yeah. another band called the rems the rems were great uh, but then, I mean, you can go even deeper, man. The, the Kilkenny Cats and Flat Duo Jets and Matthew Sweet really got his his kind of wheels turning there as well. So a lot of cool stuff has come out of Athens. That's where they, Kindercore made your record and yeah. it's a companion piece to your... So again, you have been making music in the Twin Cities for more than 20 years. You are a published author. You are something of a live musical madman in that you've done numerous marathons. May I ask quickly, without spending too much time on it, of the number of marathons that you've done where you play consecutive hours, what's the longest you've ever gone playing live? Uh, Roughly. Uh, um, consciously. <laughs> uh, In public, not at home. No, no. Uh, uh, I, I want to get back to this Charles Schultz thing because I was wrong, but I want to go before I do that. Um, I my I, I started in, in 2010... I left consciousness around 60 hours in, so I don't really know if, wow. I, if I was playing. We played for 78 hours. Jesus. And then when we did uh, 2012, um, I was sleeping, and my brain was making the music triggering an EEG. Yeah, so in all sincerity, so, though, in all sincerity, <laughs> and we will get to the Charles Schultz thing, 
when you're playing that long, I think, frankly, when you're doing anything that long, right, when you deprive the body of sleep, the brain starts to operate differently. The body responds. Yeah. It goes into something of a survival mode. Yeah. Are there really parts that, and not that, I mean, I can't really remember what I had for lunch yesterday, right? But what I'm talking about, are there parts that you generally have zero recollection of, yet somehow you were still up there performing and, and, and executing your toil? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and and um, that was the goal from when I started. I thought that I would like um, reconnect uh, connect with the raw nerve of, of creativity. And wow. It didn't happen. The first one didn't happen. The second one, it didn't happen on the independent times. And the third one is when I finally started like operating on autopilot and hallucinating and that kind of stuff. And that was, that was totally interesting. You know, it's weird. I was uh, doing, I was talking at the Carver County library recently about, um, long form music and, and, um, really it, it seems odd in, within our culture now, but, but really the odd thing is the three minute pop song. Cause if you look at, at the history of where music came from, which is like two things, it's either to communicate, you know, Hey, there's, where we just caught the animal or, Hey, there's food here or, Hey, we're going to attack your tribe mm. and to worship. And so, uh, both of those things are like long form performances. So the history of music in our DNA is actually playing four days at a time. Right. So uh, it, it, it's actually weirder to have a three minute <laughs> song. It's just that we live in a time of weirdness. So, so when the person tries to leave the cult, the cult thinks that the person leaving is wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it very much. Mr. Moment, so what you we talked about how um again skating by Charlie. Uh, uh, I was totally wrong. Vince Garaldi's trio. So that was not inspired by his time near Lake Nicomas. You know, I did read it online. Yeah. And uh but this I I I, I went to, to the source, I went to the Star Tribune, they were doing a story on it and uh he grew up in St. Paul. Yep. So I don't know if he did live here because at the end of his days he was in San Francisco. Right. So I don't know if he lived on on, on the parkway, but I did read that. <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> you, I remember very, very early in lockdown, right, when this whole global pandemic thing actually started to get taken seriously, although it should have happened beforehand. You were an early adopter, and I'm not trying to... I, but, I'm, but again, I, th- but I, I say this with applause. I, I compliment you with this. You took it more seriously than the vast majority of people I know. Now, eventually, most people came to understand, oh, holy shit, people are dying. Oh, holy shit, this is actually a global pandemic. But early on, I mean, you shut it down, man. And isolation is not cool, and it took its toll on a lot of people, but you took it very seriously, and you continue to take it seriously. Now you're here in the Smart Start MN Studios. It's wonderful yeah, man, to see your face. Isn't it great? It's super cool, but I mean, like you took you took isolation very seriously, knowing that literal survival was at stake. And I think that's an important attitude. And I think as as much as many people took it seriously, they also thought, well, this is sort of an irritant. But I I <laughs> I, I, I believed you more than I'm like every time he's like, no way, I'm not going out. No way, I'm not going to do that. And we did a Zoom yeah. podcast one time where we talked about it. And so for someone who took it as seriously as you do it gives me great strength and hope that things are moving in the right direction that you're sitting down here in the smart start <laughs> studio. it really does man i mean i'm, but, I'm boosted man I'm no, cool. i got it so but i mean do you feel good is it nice to get back out and start doing things again get back baby yeah well you exactly. know what I'm but, but are you enjoying it i mean a lot changed in the last year and a half. we changed yeah we changed you know but that's what we that's what we're here for right you know? uh adapt we change and we would have changed whether or not there was a pandemic. But yeah. I think 
uh, you know, you have to, I, 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 I had a, I had a certain amount of privilege. Like I didn't have to leave my house. Like I could mm. just be as serious as I wanted. And, you know, it, it, it's like people in, uh, in, in New York were, were, were very serious in other countries were very serious. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really know. We all just did it how we did it. And I, 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 I don't, I think there are people who did it poorly. Um, obviously <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever it's it's not over i i don't like to say that it's over just because it's over for us sort of i think it's interesting that not only did we some of us change but it revealed who people are yeah, yeah. That, that's the other part of it is that it I, I think that, you know between the last administration and covid it was like oh here's who you are and it, that's a gift in a way right it's a gift in a way to see it it's also incredibly sad uh, yeah. Anyways, it can, the, the other emotion is anger, which we all, I think, expressed, but it revealed and unveiled these people that seem to be very self-focused and just yeah. kind of felt like, oh, this isn't, you know, and so you had to kind of like, how do I, how do I want to navigate through this, through these relationships for people that I might even be related to? Yeah, you just cut them out and that's it, man. Life's, <laughs> life's short. It's a short, it's a short film. Well, and as you get um, older, it gets shorter, yes, and it, it becomes does. much, much easier to make those calls. When you're younger, I was a lot, I was a lot more forgiving myself personally when I was younger. As I get older, less and less forgiving. Yeah, there's this really uh, foolish, unwise, um, like uh, <laughs> statement that we've been like instructed to believe, which is this "forgive and forget" idea. It's very dismissive, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know someone. Has like gone through abuse, or if mm-hmm. someone's uh, like a, a victim of uh, discrimination, is like if if I forgive you, uh, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. If I choose to forget something, that's probably stupid on my part. Uh, I don't see any. I don't see any like you know. Um, there's like this mandatory, probably Christian idea that says you need to forgive and forget, and it's really like like uh, like been indoctrinated into us to keep us on this kind of like peasant mentality or servant mentality mm-hmm. like forgive and forget like i I'm, I'm and so now i'm i'm remembering like oh yeah that person like they flew a lot uh-huh. <laughs> i'm not gonna forget that now that they want to hang out is like that revealed like they're they're like now nah, you know flying is is a little different but i mean i i lost my relationship because i didn't want to fly <laughs> to see that my person but anyways what i did think about <clears throat> recently was when i made my happiness album, I had to make most of it in lockdown and I had to really get creative. I used Fiverr for a lot of drummers. Like drummer on the title track is from Nigeria. Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I had some people mixed it in London. And how did you, just, how did you meet the drummer from Nigeria? On Fiverr. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Fiverr an app? I don't know what Fiverr is. Yeah. Fiverr is a, uh, it's a pretty, um, a pretty populous, uh, website where you can hire creatives. Right. And, uh, so I have like, it was great. I, uh, when I was making the record, I was like, Oh, I want to like, like, you know, that song Jenny Wren by, uh, Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a solo by an album uh, solo by an instrument uh, called I think it's a duck duck or a durduk hmm. and it's a it's a sort of like a reed flute instrument I think and I wanted one I went on Fiverr I found a guy who played it <laughs> in London I sent wow. him the track he sent it back and that went on um, for love I will let love go that song so on that but but what what I realized is like how I look back at some of the creative decisions I made lyrically and and like. Even like I was in the zone. I was in a weird zone, man. <laughs> I really got in touch with the me that is me. Yeah. 
And when I was, now that I'm out, I'm like, like, I just feel really empowered and connected to, you know, to like the me that is me and I'm not going to waste as much time as I was doing before, even though I sleep in a lot. But anyways, <laughs> that's not wasted time, man. No sleep. Uh, the only way I stay sane these days, getting back into doing radio, if I'm not in bed by eight o'clock every night, my day is f. Wow. I, so no, it's become my new discipline. Getting to bed on time, getting anywhere between seven and eight hours every night is the only way I remain a functioning, decent, creative positively contributing member to not just society but to my group of friends or to this podcast or to whatever i want to talk more about metaphysics i want to talk more about personal philosophy i for sure want to talk about your peace on earth holiday show that's coming up on the 11th uh and i also want to talk about the fact that there's one person in this room who is a tiktok superstar and it's not sean (laughs) sure as as fuck isn't me so uh, but before we do that i hate to go too far into the show without hearing a little music tell me why we're playing bowie right here uh we nature boy uh it's like for peace on earth uh i try to do uh secular songs that have to do with uh it it really came about um i wanted to do a holiday show for a long time Mm -hmm. and uh when trump got elected i I thought wow this it's like i don't want to do anything that's uh exclusive so so just like peace on earth is like it's a beautiful sentiment you know and um so i i felt like you know, the holidays can, can be a little bit exclusive and, and mm. some people don't want to, like, they still want to feel the fuzzy vibes without having like Christianity shoved down their throat. And so I, I really felt like, uh, this tune to me, nature boy just feels like the hero's journey. And, and it feels like the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. And it's a simple, it's a simple, uh, statement it actually ties back to the Beatles. The love you make is equal to the love you take. Right. Which, I don't know if they just chose that for a rhyme uh, or or actual wisdom, but I do love Nature Boy. It's something really, and there's so many covers of this. And so the cover that I used to do on tour for many years was the, um, so the soundtrack uh, to Moulin Rouge um, and the original score are different. The soundtrack to Moulin Rouge, the Baz Luhrmann film, has... Um, a remix of this David Bowie cover of Nature Boy that was done after the fact, and it's a remix uh, by Massive Attack. It's a Massive Attack Bowie. You probably heard that too. We used to do that on tour all the time, so I know it really well. And this version is just the Bowie version, uh, and we'll be doing this at Peace on Earth. I do it all the time. I love this song. Who doesn't? It's a great song. This story is about... The woman I loved is dead. There was a boy, a very strange, enchanted girl. They say he wandered very far. Say the very one 
Hero's Journey Indeed, David Bowie's take on Nature Boy right there from Moulin Rouge on the Brian Oak Show. We'll return to our conversation with Mark Malman in mere moments. That was some tasty alliteration right there. First, we're <laughs> going to mention our friends over at Forgotten Star Brewing, though, in Fridley, Minnesota. Forgotten Star Brewing, proud sponsors of the Brian Oak Show, and we are proud to have them on board because they're regular people, right? They do good work. They make basic beer. I'm not saying basic, like, you know, like... Uh, natty ice or anything like that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying that they don't over art their product no. they create a quality product in a comfortable environment they've got a cool world war ii facility that they have revamped into a modern brewery they're right there on the tracks dog friendly indoor and out and they're cool people you know i think that you and i made an agreement a long time ago we weren't going to work with jerks and we've stayed true to that so far. Yes, we have and forgotten star brewing they help us maintain that and they got some cool stuff going on I know they have a big comedy festival that they did, yeah. uh, and they continue to have music. Again, a very comfortable environment, affordable and good. And if you want to know more, ForgottenStarBrewing.com. Is that right? Yeah, and they'll have curling out there this winter. I saw kinda, that. Kind of cool to have a curling option. Well, I, again, I, I, as you and I have discussed, I feel like I'm probably not even athletic enough to do the brooming. Let I think alone we got a three-man squad right here. Yeah, you ever curled, you ever curl. curled before, Mom? No, I think it's really fascinating. Though. Do you think it should be an Olympic sport? Yeah, sure. What about ultimate frisbee? Should that be an Olympic sport? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about <laughs> lawn darts? Yeah, they're dangerous, man. Very dangerous. dangerous. That, that's why so, they're banned. Yeah. 
I know. I remember I came. I went to a uh, garage sale one day. I was just walking by. It wasn't too many blocks from my house. Walking by on the way back from the creek. Because you and I live in kind of the same neighborhood, yeah. right? And um, walking back, saw a garage full of stuff, a handful of people milling about. I walked in, and there's a paper bag all wrapped up that says Jarts, Jarts. $5. So I popped her open. It's got the little plastic hoops you use yeah, to shoot them in. Nice. And these were the originals with the pointy tips. I mean, yeah. the murderous ones that got them banned from the market in the first place. Yeah. And I'm like, illegal contraband for $5? I grew up Catholic. Of course I'm buying this. So they're hidden right now in a oh, man. small barrel buried in my backyard. Man, we got to play them next summer because yeah? I, I never got hurt by a jar. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never been to a, a lawn jar funeral. Never no, man. One where I had like a great was time. The, all it jar. takes is one, man. All it takes <laughs> is one. True. One bad throw ro- no, spoiled so, the party. Well, here's the deal. Again, the whole reason it happened is a little girl was running across. No one saw her coming. Boom. Right Did she die? Right in the brain. She died. Uncle Victor. Oh, thanks a lot. That's yeah. great. Happy Have you holidays. not heard the song? Pegged in the Head by a Lawn Dart by Ed's Redeeming Qualities? No. no. Oh, there's a song about the original tragedy. Yeah. that. I mean, it does suck. I could imagine... I could not imagine how painful that would be to lose your daughter that way. And that's yeah. really sad. Um, that being said, we're still here. And if you <laughs> if, if you want to play jarts in the spring, I will. We'll go we're right adults. down by Lake. We'll go right down by Lake Hiawatha until the cops come and take our jarts away. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrestle you to the ground. <laughs> oh, Mark Malman is our guest. And Mark, you have there's so much stuff I want to talk about. Once again, I'm always like, what are we going to talk about for an hour? And I'm already realizing halfway through that there's no way we can cover everything I want to cover. So let's for sure before we do anything else, I want to make sure that we give plenty of attention to. Your your upcoming show. Okay. We, we are literally two doors down from the Skyway Theater. Parkway. A- Parkway. We're not Why do I keep calling it the Skyway? Because you spent so way too much time there in the 90s. I, I loved the Skyway, but let's talk about my show. I did love the Skyway. Yeah, okay. No, we'll let's, move on. I we'll love it. Let's not, I don't, but I don't know why I keep calling it that. I literally look at, at their at their barkey every time I walk in here. The Parkway Theater near 48th in Chicago is an incredible venue with a wide range of stuff. Extremely cool movies, you know, poetry readings, acting, and of course, tons of music. And here you are. You're coming back, man. This is your first big show in, you told me, what, almost two years? Yeah, I mean, this is a big show. We did one show uh, uh, at the entry. Yeah, I guess. Which is cool. How was that? Was that fun? That's yeah, great. Did it make you nervous being in that close of quarters, though? No. Okay. Um. Um. But uh, I, th- I think that's it. I think that's it. I think I don't think I've played. Yeah. This. So then this show will be. Uh, it'll be fun. It's our fifth annual right. Peace on Earth concert holiday show. And the last time you said you did a show of this size was this show was two this years ago. Show Two years ago. So it's cool because I I like the fact that you take the secular approach to it because obviously Christians kind of have a stranglehold on the Christmas holiday, right? But oh, no, if, it's if, fine. But but if we're clear, totally if we're clear, these these midwinter festival of lights and hope and brightness. They, they predate Christianity by thousands of years, right? I mean, it's literally the darkest yeah. time of the year in the pagan, Northern Hemisphere. It's pagan stuff, man. It really is. I mean, it's the darkest time of the year. And so there was a reason that people got together to celebrate, you know? I mean, there's nothing, there's a reason there's presence under the tree, that the tree is bearing fruit in the winter. It's miraculous. A lot of these things cross over, right? But ultimately, what we're coming together to do is celebrate the fact that, all right, it's dark. It's very dark and it's very cold. But we're going to make it. We're going to get there. We're going to make it to the other side, which I feel has been a prevailing theme in a oh, lot wow. of your music over yeah, recent years. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've always, you know, so much 
has changed um, in in my perception of the world mm-hmm. and uh, my relationship to uh, the human heart. But one thing that that I've always set out to do from from the time of the tourist is to write songs that uh, that say, "Hey, you know, um, you, you it's it's really hard life, um, but there's some beauty in it, and uh, you're not alone." That's the whole bit. Speaking of, just a very quick aside, going back to the tourist, 1998, I was there when that thing dropped, and I've been a fan ever since then. And, I, you know, on my Sunday night show, when I did Freedom Rock for low 17 years, yeah. I would play something off of every single record of yours I ever received. I've been a fan since the first time I heard your music. And well, I, did, I didn't come out to see you live. I didn't know anything about I didn't know who the fuck Mark Malman was. I've been a fan of you for longer, and oh, you know dear. that. Oh, dear. But, <laughs> Let's stay on track. Here we go. Mutual Admiration Society. So when it comes for people coming down to see your show at the Parkway Theater in South Minneapolis, presented <laughs> by my former employers at The Current, God rest you, merry gentlemen, um, your Peace <laughs> on Earth holiday show, do you still bring the same sort of... And I, I'm not trying to pigeonhole you. I'm not trying to say, this is what Mark Malman is. But there is a certain manic energy or effervescence, if you will, to the way you express yourself when you're on stage. Is there anything different about this show, or what can people expect if they come down to see the Peace on Earth holiday show? Yeah, this show is, is, is a lot different. Um, it, it, it the, you, you know, you have to, you, you know, w- when you perform, like, there's a certain amount of, um, when they say play to the room, you know, like, you don't just play to the audience, but you have to play to the space because mm-hmm. the space is going to reflect literally sonically back and also like psychically is going to reflect back. And um, when my opinion is if I go see a seated show, uh, it's easier to like, uh, I saw David Sedaris uh, two weeks ago and everyone was sitting down. We were at the state theater, you know, and I was thinking about how Nick Cave plays there sometimes and how it would be so hard to sit down for a whole Nick Cave show, you know. So, But I feel like I sit down for a movie as I sit down to read. I don't read and standing up. I don't stand up and watch a movie. So there's a different way that we take in stuff when we're sitting, in my mind. So um, there's a more a quietude that comes over the body. And so in a space like the Parkway, it gives me this opportunity to tell more stories. The whole show is is uh, quieter, um, and when it's quieter, when the band is playing um, cleaner and um, more subtly, uh, the same volume is coming out of the PA, but when we have a lot more, it, it's more like a play or a, a, a variety show. It's great. I love playing in theaters for this reason. I can talk more, and there's a little more um, storytelling in this show, and it, it's like I try to make it as heartwarming as it can be without... Um, without getting uh, um, tra- stepping into the the territory of other holiday shows, I want it to be really unique. So, so you come and and you experience something during our during Peace on Earth that you don't get at like Christmas shows, um, rock Christmas music shows or holiday music shows. You know, we we play John Lennon Imagine, and sometimes we do a Gorillas uh, or like a Mariah Carey song, or you know, just. It, it's all the theme you can tell is, is about positivity and, and friendship um, and love. I believe in peace on earth, a day where nobody gets hurt, where love is 
You know what I like about Mark Bowman? I believe him. Like, he yes. doesn't write a song. It doesn't mean that some songs aren't fictional accounts or informed by his imagination. But I don't, I don't, I, you know, there are some people where you hear one of their songs, you're like, okay, whatever. I don't ever feel that way with the music of Mark Bowman. I like it very much. The new record is called Happiness, the latest record constructed in quarantine and a companion piece to your published work. Yes. If there are people who are not intimate with the catalog of one. Do you remember the first time you came in here? I All of a sudden, I'm having a flashback out of nowhere. I brought in I all do. of my Mark Malman yeah, CDs, yeah. and you. we did a live Facebook oh, live wow. video, and you were standing in the background signing these things. You're like, I haven't seen one of these in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice of you. Well, in it's any really event, nice of you. Well, it was nice of you to sign them because I made a mint. Ah, yeah, right. Just kidding. Yeah, right. You if, made enough. Go ahead. If someone's not familiar with the Grand Archive, if someone's not familiar with your published works or with the latest album, and they would like to know more about Mark Malman, what's ground zero for access by the public to the creative output of one Mark Malman? Where would you like them to go? Oh, geez. I mean, go to YouTube and, and watch my video, I read Moby Dick in a day. <laughs> I mean, if they want to buy your stuff, there's got to oh, be a markmalman.com. Well, I mean, you can or, uh, buy the new record on vinyl on Bandcamp. Okay, all and right, you, and uh, and that's a great way. That's a great place to start. I, I, I mean, I, I, I just like to advocate for artists that I feel people should know more about, and also, yeah, what, whatever, what, but also, like, artists deserve to get paid for the work <laughs> that they do. No, I know that's funny. I you know, know what's, I know what's interesting about that is I, I, there's a really. Um, uh, uh, when, when you when you when you are um, when your career comes to fruition, and uh, I, sometimes when I speak to students, music students, I will say, you know, you will get a version of your dream. You will get a version of your dream, but life is going to decide what that version is. When your career comes to fruition, as to whatever it ends up being, um, you you um, 
you you could you rethink what didn't happen and um we live in a really really like a fame driven culture we live in a money driven culture but i was watching conan o'brien when it was like on a network and i was younger and he had said this really great quote and it was kind of about um the death of um the music industry and and he was talking about celebrity and i know that conan o'brien used to drive a Ford Taurus for a long time. You remember that? And he did. He would drive, even when he had his, when he had the network show. Um, but like he said, there was a time when the entertainment would enter through the kitchen and all entertainers would come in through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's, I think, you know, that's where it should happen. Uh, we're, we're, we're like, we're, we're, we're come well, when we when the when the forty five came along, really the notion of celebrity in music was created to commodify this this plastic the 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 vinyl to sell the record like they, they couldn't sell the record without celebrity make, making Elvis a celebrity making Elvis a product like a, a, uh, not a, a loss leader like, I don't know what you call it yeah. but um so so. <laughs> Uh, I have this crazy notion that's sort of like, yeah, so the MP3 came along and like the music industry didn't handle it right and everybody got screwed, but, but I have Spotify, I can listen to all the Miles Davis records I want in a day. So that I think there's kind of a trade-off, uh, as a musician, um, you know, I'm just grateful that I'm making a living full time at it, uh, uh, I don't know where this where this took off from, but um, I that's guess- okay. I have something I want to ask you because I think that you got to a perfect point to okay. help me with what I wanted to ask you about. Not to interrupt you. So when you talk about the forty five changing the nature of a vector to market, basically, right? You know, let's be honest. The internet was in its nascency. It was a newborn babe still trying to figure out what it was going to look like in twenty years when you started making music. Right now, here we are. Obviously. Having greater access to music is great for fans, but it's also good for burgeoning creatives, right? Like they suddenly have yeah. access to better sound, better equipment, better engineering on their own. And so, I mean, again, it's like a glut, right? But now for artists who are clearly good at what they do when they make music, when they are able to create an album, for lack of a better term, there are these other vectors. Like, so you... One of my favorite things about you is that you are an extremely dynamic individual to lay eyes on and to listen to. Thank you. I've always believed that. And that's why it's fun to go see your shows, whether you're talking, whether you're playing. And so you have utilized even newer and more magical mediums like TikTok. You told me that you just crossed. And again, you may try to downplay it and be cool about it. You crossed a pretty significant landmark recently. For me, it was. With you, but with your efforts on TikTok. Well, I'm not saying that you're Kim Kardashian, but for Mark Malman, a million likes on TikTok, that's a million, man. A million is a big number, no matter what metric you use to measure it. I think that is an astute observation, with the exception of, like, sperm. Because there's okay, like but, millions but, of sperm but, in there. No, but sorry, no, sorry. No, no, one's, no one's looking no. at sperm on TikTok. Well, <laughs> okay, I guess, wait a minute. I guess the maybe algorithm not, is maybe pretty not serious. No one, maybe not no one. Uh, but, it, I mean, you have to get people to click, like, return, continue to create content. Every day, yeah. It's fu- it's super fun. You know, I think, um, you know, back to, uh, go back a little bit, and then I'll bring it back to this uh, idea that um, we, uh, with the exception of singing, all music has been dependent upon a technology. And when a new technology comes around, 
music grows and it and and that's added you know to it you got some rocks you're banging the rocks together to mm. make a beat it's a technology it goes that the saxophone is invented it's a technology it changes things the the the, the well whoever you you know talking to the guys are going in to make rocket 88 the amplifier falls off of the top of the car it <laughs> falls into the ditch it rips a hole in the speaker and you know some people say that is the beginning of the distorted distortion music. baby right it, so I heard it was Link Ray using a pencil to yeah. punch holes in the cone. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, whatever. But your point remains My the same. My point remains that the technology it to evolve. dictates where we are going. And we, you know, we we're always going to be behind that tech. And also in the listening of music that from the 45 to the cassette to now just streaming platform and in the future, you know, telepathic music, whatever comes if we live. Whoa. Right, right. That's right. happening? Is that coming? I don't know. What do you know? I don't know. Tell I me what know. happens at your I'll musician you. <laughs> meetings. You tell me what happens. So, so, but TikTok was really just a format that I really thought was fun. And, uh, and I, I was making videos on YouTube, like the one I talked about. And, and it was just, uh, a lot of work. And what I found with TikTok is I could really, um, do like spend an hour or two a day on, on, learning about something that I really like and then talking about it. So, uh, so I'll just pick a song some days or I'll pick an idea. I might say like, you know, I want to talk about toxic relationships. So then I'm like, okay, well I'll do one about the Eurythmics. And then, so that's what I did recently. I, mm-hmm. I did something on here comes the rain again. I always learn something fascinating, uh, about, um, wow. Yeah. Some of the artists, like how bizarre that song, I, I went yeah. into it thinking this is a one hit wonder. And I read this, the guy's life is really Really sad. I really struggled. That mm. person really had a tough life <laughs> the whole time. Right. Um, and so what I, yeah, just like for me, you know, uh, it, it's, it's been really fun. I, I love it. It's a great, I love TikTok, you know. Well, and I think it's worth noting too that there, you know, people are always like, oh, well, you got lucky or, oh, you had this or whatever. In my experience, the luckiest people I know are also the hardest working people I know. Whether you decide you're going to be a musician, whether you're going to be a realtor, whether you are going to be a baker, whether you, you have to put in the work every single day, right? You can't just sit down in front of your ring light and be like, I'm going to make magic. Now, it helps to be creative and charismatic, to be certain, no matter what you do. with. But you have to put in homework. You have to sit down and do your work. And you have to get better every single day. There's no... And I, I'm sure you believe this, whether you're talking about being a TikTok influencer or whether you're talking about being a popular musician, you got to put in the hours, man. That's the only way to get better at what you do. If you love the process, it makes it easier. You know, uh, and like not many people retire on their lottery ticket, but a lot of people retire on their 401k. You know, right, we, right. we live in the world where there are, you know, a thousand, two thousand people that are as good as Jack White as what he does. And they're out there. You know, like Jeremy Ilvesacker plugging away mm. every day, making making a living at it, and uh, so there's a success bias that's like forced upon us because we only have a window into that commodified world that is like celebrity is 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 there. Like the notion of a celebrity has is created so that we stay in this peasant mindset and we spend money. Like the only reason a Kardashian exists is so that we spend money because the Capitalist system needs to make a celebrity in order to uh, sell that whatever product it is. And so uh, it does go back to this idea of musicians enter through the kitchen. I think that 
there is this lottery ticket that we used to play more in the 90s, which would be a major label record deal. Mm -hmm. Some people would win it. And then, you know, so like for me, I, I make music history content. That's what I make. I do songwriting research. It's what I love. I love the process. I love learning about everybody from Nana Cherry to, you know, um, to uh, our Stevie Moore and then go to someone mainstream like like um, Metallica, which is so interesting. I did one on Metallica's um, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. So uh, what I was interested in is so so you, you probably know H.P. Lovecraft, right? Oh, yeah. Made this uh, monster called the Kalalu. Yeah. And yeah. That's how it's pronounced. If you go to my Twitter page um, at Oak Show, I'm literally wearing a T-shirt that says Obey Cthulhu. Okay. So I don't know if you know the story, but I think it's so like... Um, I think it's very, very like a uh, cute story about Metallica in, in their, the times of Ride the Lightning and how they were still like boyish, uh, like just high school dudes living the fantasy. Young rockers. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they so, uh, I believe it was uh, Lars who was reading Call of Cthulhu. Uh-huh. And so when I, was, I looked up the song, I was like, why is the name spelled like that? I've never read it spelled on Ride the Lightning, Call of Cthulhu, K-T-U-L-U. Why is right. it spelled like that? <laughs> so if you do some research, and I usually go, I go past Wikipedia usually because I want right. to find stuff that people can't find easily because it saves them time from looking around. Well, right? it makes it more interesting. It makes it more interesting. And also, and it's interesting because it's like I dug a little bit deeper to find it. And I'm always surprised. <laughs> the reason that is, is because in the story call of Cthulhu, the more you say Cthulhu's name, the closer yeah. that he comes to, comes he, to you. He who must not be named. Yeah. He will drive you mad with non-Euclidean geometry. I am deeply right. familiar with Lovecraftian so Metallica, lore. Metallica was worried that if they spelled the name right, <laughs> that would bring Cthulhu oh, closer. <laughs> Those That's boys great. need to put down the pipe. Yep. Okay, settle down. Yes. I think it's so I, great. I know you guys are high as fuck right now, but you need to settle down. I know. Because like, it doesn't exist. They're in a van. I don't know. They probably weren't in a van during Ride the Lightning, but they were probably in a bus playing yeah. smaller clubs. And at night, they're like thinking, shit, I hope, I hope Cthulhu doesn't oh, come to our show. Man, is Eternal Madness coming to claim me? <laughs> knocks on the bus, tour door bus. Yeah, so oh. I learned every time I do a TikTok, I learn something that I didn't know. And that's my goal. And I think that's, you know, I'm a, so for music history, people on TikTok, it's not like, there are only a, a few of them that have like a million followers. Right, right. right. So, I mean, I don't know. I like, right now I have like 45. Well, you're, whatever, you're but, doing a great job. So let me ask I'm you having this. Fun. For people who are not conversant in TikTok, like me, so I go on to TikTok, do I just type in Mark Malman and I find you? Yeah. Is it that simple? Yeah. Okay. And I can do the same thing on YouTube. I can do the same thing on Bandcamp. <laughs> I can find Mark Malman and wherever man, the it's fuck the hustle, I feel baby. like it. it well, it's the hustle. But that's the way the game works. Now, before we wrap things up, and we're going to have to in a little bit here, will you please tell me, I guess somehow I am painfully ignorant, despite my love of the show, your connection to Rick and Morty? Yeah, sure. Please. Um, uh, uh, Ryan Elder, the composer, uh, during season five, was uh, re reached out to different people, and uh, he reached out to Tennis and uh, and uh, Blonde Redhead and some people and said, hey, you know, want to collaborate on a song for this show? And he reached out to me, and he's like, you know, want to write this, these lyrics for this song, for episode. Um, and it was uh, it's a really cool episode where um, Morty has uh, fallen in love. He's been in a toxic relationship, and he's in love with a, 
a, a, a superhero that that just is very destructive. And so I wrote kind of a like a a true. It was I'm really at this point of truth in my songwriting where I'm the last ten years I've been trying to just write from personal experience. And so I I wrote this song about a very similar uh, thing that happened to me. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I, I'm I was really happy. I I do. Th- um, you know, there. I do think the show is really, really smart, and I was honored to uh, to work on it. It's, it was so cool. It's a super smart show, and that's why I can. T- I mean, I've been a lifelong fan of animation, and it's something my daughter and I have bonded over. We watch a wide array of stuff from yeah. weird avant-garde imported Eastern European stuff to regular everyday stuff. Powerpuff yeah, Girls, awesome. pick them. But Rick and Morty, it, it's it, the animation is not only super cool, and it's it, it's a little outside the box, like a lot of cool stuff on Cartoon Network. But it's really wildly intelligent when it comes to turning science fiction <laughs> conventions on their head. Yeah, that's great. And, and all of a sudden, like, the room's suddenly filling up with people, and none of these people were here before. And yeah. I, it, it's so brilliant and challenging. So that's cool to become yeah. involved with that. Um, we do have to thank, before we get out of here, uh, once again, Sean Bernard. We also have thank to you, thank you, Sean. Yep, thank you. We also have to thank the good people at Forgotten Star Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smart Start MN, without whom we literally are nothing. We hadn't done a single episode, and they're like, yeah, we're in. That was crazy. What? So kind. Happy holidays. Yep. Unbelievable. So, and everyone who's ever been on board so far, we appreciate uh, Audio Equip. They're the ones who have provided us with actual professional equipment here in the Smart Start yeah, MN studio. Nate Ryder's coming. I invited the whole staff over there, but they're coming uh, uh, this Saturday to our Patreon event, which we should mention as well. We had not even mentioned that. <laughs> no. I com- I got to be honest. I completely spaced. This Saturday, we're going to be at Hook and Ladder in mm-hmm. South Minneapolis, um, just off Lake Street, an incredible place, a, a, the nonprofit place that has a really unbelievable array of music. They've got a huge main room. They've got yeah, a cool, cool back room. room called the Mission Room as well, yeah, cool which stuff. is also cool. We're going to be there uh, this Saturday for our next Patreon event featuring Annie and the Bang Bang. Yep. We're, oh, paying, cool. we're paying for the band in the room, and it's just our way of saying thank you to our Patreon members, to our former guests, to our clients and friends. So yeah, if you're open, uh, by the way, anybody who's ever been a guest on this show, as well as all our Patreon members, welcome to attend. So oh, if you're cool. not busy on Saturday, we'd love to see you there. Yeah, Mr. that could Mom. be fun. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. Well, and if people want to know more, you can go to patreon.com slash Brian Oak Show yeah. to learn more. I have a Patreon too, Mark Mom and Patreon. There you go. You get some great stuff. It makes a difference, right? It helps a lot. And it's really fun for me because I have so much material that I write for an album, my 30 or 40 songs that don't make it. So I can like put those there. So it's fun. It's um, It's fun. Well, good luck to you, man. And as the world, even as we head into the darkest days of yeah. our trip around the sun, um, I feel like you've maintained a better attitude than almost anybody I've known. And I know that, <laughs> I, I, but seriously, I know that not every day is a ray of sunshine, right? But you're, you're still trying, right? I mean, you continue to fight against the dying of the light. That to me is sort of one of the defining themes of who Mark Malman is. Maybe I've read too much into it no. or attributed too much to it, but I feel like you've never lost that belief. Yeah, there's going to be dark days. Everyone has them. But I mean, overall, yeah. you're trying to head in the right direction. The, 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 the ones who fight harder have more dying. <laughs> well, ouch! So shit, I, that's I, heavy, not, man. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know what? Everybody's everybody's fighting the fight to stay stay alive, and yeah. so let's keep doing it. 
Well, good luck to you, man. And good luck to you, Sean. And um, you. we'll be back in later on this week. We've got a couple more podcasts on the way this week. And um, we'll talk about those coming up. But don't forget, if you're out there, we would love to see you at the Patreon event on Saturday. That will be December 4th. And if you want more details, again, patreon.com is where you want to go. You can also find out more about it on Facebook. If you're a Patreon member, you're in. If you're a former guest, you're in. Friends and family, I don't know. Shoot me a text. We'll see if we can get you inside or not. I'll see you next time, Sean. Bye. All right, hang on. Before we go, though, um, I do want you to let us know why you decided to wrap up the show with this particular track, Mr. Mark Mallman. What a wonderful world. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously that's a well-known song, but you chose a version that might not be an everyday version. Yeah, I like this version of What a Wonderful World. This song means a lot to me. I played it at my grandmother's funeral, and my mom was like... um, you know, this song is so happy and beautiful. Why are we playing? And I said, well, grandma's, grandma's beautiful. And I'd rather play a happy song at her funeral because it's a happy and beautiful time uh, uh, to look at her entire life. And so this song's always been like really positive for me. We, we've always opened Peace on Earth with this tune. But the Joey Ramone, Joey Ramone like has this, the Ramones like have this great way, like their version of I Don't Want to Grow Up. Or they have this cool way of like doing a cover that almost makes it seem dumber <laughs> and uh and like this version doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it, it takes it and makes it less sophisticated it's really relatable and it's simple and it just reduces the song to its like core elements it's just like a lyric and a beautiful melody i i, I love this version but it's it's not sophisticated nobody wants sophisticated joey ramone i don't think anybody would ever ever confuse joey Rome, ramone with sophisticated there's a gorgeous <laughs> powerful simplicity to the way he approaches what he does will you be opening up peace on earth the holiday show the fifth annual on the 11th at the parkway with this particular track no we will with this song but our, our version is like it's 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 lounge version you know? a little more swinging yeah yeah it's a variety show version so. all right very good well good to see you mr Moman. thank you happy Thanks holidays again. to thank you and we'll you. talk happy to you again holidays. soon holidays all right here's a uh, little joey ramone what a wonderful world as we wrap up episode 206 of the brian oak show mm-hmm.